0: Bring It On is a public affairs program exploring the people, issues, and events affecting the African-American communities in South Central Indiana and beyond.
1: Bring It On is a forum for the people, by the people, produced by an independent team of volunteers working at the studios of Community Radio WFHB in Bloomington, Indiana.
0: And financially supported by listeners like you. Good evening, this is Clarence Boone and welcome to our special Bring It On broadcast to highlight Black History Month. Bringing on is a multiple award-winning radio broadcast, and our 17th year as Indiana's only weekly community radio show committed to exploring the people, issues, and events impacting the African-American community. Daryl Michael Scott, professor of history at Howard University, wrote that the story of Black History Month begins in Chicago during the summer of 1915 an alumnus of the University of Chicago, Carter G. Woodson, traveled from Washington, D.C. to participate in a national celebration of the 50th anniversary of emancipation, sponsored by the state of Illinois. Thousands of African Americans traveled from across the country to see exhibits highlighting the progress their people had made since the destruction of slavery. On September 9, 1915, Woodson met at the Wabash YMCA with four others and formed the Association for the Study of Negro History and Life. As early as 1920, Woodson urged Black civic organizations to promote the achievements that researchers were uncovering. In 1924, they responded with the creation of Negro History and Literature Week, which they renamed Negro Achievement Week. The 1960s had a dramatic effect on the study and celebration of Black History, and before the decade was over, Negro History Week would be well on its way to becoming Black History Month. And since the mid-70s, every American president, Democrat, or Republican have issued proclamations endorsing the association's annual theme. Joining us this evening to speak more on Black History Month are Shatoya Moss, Director of Safe and Civil Cities for the City of Bloomington, and Gloria Howe, director of the No Marshall Black Culture Center on the Bloomington campus of Indiana University. It's my great delight to welcome these two ladies to bring it on.
2: Hey, Clarence. Happy to be here. Thank you. uh,
0: So great to see you both, and thanks for carving out time to talk about a very important month, not just the month of February, but every, every month is Black History Month. We know that, but we set aside the month of February to showcase to honor, to reflect, and to bring about an understanding of our rich African-American history. Uh, I just want to say that if someone says, hey, what's going on in, in February, they obviously have not looked at the calendars that you two have provided. There is no way you can remain uninformed in the month of February. I'm holding what seems to be the war and peace additions of both of your calendars, but I am so pleased uh, that there, are, there is a wealth of um, information that is always provided to the, to the public during the month of February. Let's uh, begin. Uh, before we even get into what's going on, if you could share with me just some of the challenges and, and pulling together such an outstanding month, and um, uh, Shatoya, I'll start with you from the university side. Just what goes in uh, as she's smiling? <laughs> what goes in, Gloria, to 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 pulling this together and making it coherent, seamless. Informational, inspirational, challenging, and everybody just walks away that much more enriched. So, so how does it happen?
1: Um, I think that I would say, first of all, this year we we get better and better each year with Black History Month planning on the Neil Marshall end in terms of time. Um, we try to put as much um, as much time and energy early on because we do realize that Black History Month is our month, and like you said, Clarence, Black History Month is is, you know, 365, um, seven days a week, but we know that we put our all into February. And so um, looking at how we kind of strategize to, to plan for the No Marshall programming, um, which is kind of a centralized hub, if you will, for the university um, Black History Month programming. First thing that came to mind was how do we um, kind of continue this amazing tradition of providing quality programming, especially considering... Um, that 2021 Black History Month was like epic with Verdine and Shelley, um, Verdine White and Shelley Clark White. And so, of course, that was a partnership with the city. Um, so Shatoya and her team, and then myself and, and the team of the No Marshall really great program. So, my thought was, how do, we, how are we going to top that? Because that was ridiculously amazing um so for our team we started talking about like what we wanted black history month to look like this summer and something that i did this year that i haven't that we haven't done like consistently in the past was we called all the folks around the table that we thought would have some type of investment in black history month program we didn't get everybody but we got campus partners um even chatoya was a part of that group from the city because one of the things that we were also intentional about is how do we plan but not plan on top of each other so that people have to choose what they're going to um so we had chatoya we had folks from different programs on campus um and that proved to be very helpful because we were able to see even if people didn't have all the details around their events we could see what they were thinking um and we told them what our theme was going to be with the neil marshall which i'll talk about later um with the black church but we let folks know like hey we want to support your events and we hope that you support ours so let's kind of have a united front when it comes to putting things together and that has proven to work really well I think it could improve some for next year but I think it worked really well thus far so it's a team effort over here
0: All right and um, uh, can I can I get some reflections from you as well
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'll echo what Gloria said. It's definitely a listen and learn with the process. Obviously, the pandemic has thrown us into a completely on our head situation. But working from the ground up, we have learned to listen to what the community wants um, we do have a few community members who are anxious to get back out and see each other. But we also understand that we have community members who are wanting to maintain, you know, that safe distance and being at home. So finding that happy medium piece is very crucial, but as well as paying attention to what's going on in our health department and what's going on nationally, um, and still making the celebration of Black History Month about the celebration piece, because I don't believe that you can't be at home and celebrate the same way you can be, you know, in person and celebrate. Um, But to go off again with Gloria was mentioning I'm very grateful for some of our partner organizations. The Monroe County Public Library has events going on. Bethel and Second Baptist have events going on. And obviously IU, the New Marshall Black Culture Center has things going on. So I'm loving that the community has really come together to focus on Black History Month events and planning and giving so many different options. So if you are that person that wants to do in person, if you are that person that wants to do hybrid, if you want that person to just do nothing but virtual, there's always going to be an option out there. And so on the city standpoint, we are listening and we're understanding that and we're trying to work with the ebb and flows, but we're also still trying to maintain that safety. So you'll see at a lot of city events, hand sanitizer, extra mask and things. And there also may be some pre-checks just to ensure that we are being safe, but we will still have some virtual options just because we know there are community members who are still wanting that as an option.
0: I call that wise planning amidst uh, a pandemic and Um, I am so glad that both of you, in some respects, the four facing aspects for that month, both of your respective domains, the university and the city, you represent well. Um, One thing that you said, that I want to touch on a little bit further, you talked about the collaboration piece and the partnership piece. And the pre-planning so that groups are not planning on top of one another, competing for, in some instances, uh, a a very limited audience in person. And then, of course, you may have greater success virtually, but still, you don't want to congest things so much that people aren't getting the full uh, flavor or experience, if you will. Um, if this month is anything like last year, as uh, as Gloria began to, to share with uh, the lights uh, from Earth, Wind, and Fire fame, and also I forgot um, the singing group that his wife was with, but um, honeycombs, uh, the honeycombs, the honeycombs, um, because I remember the song "Wanted" by the Honeycomb, and I was a little rascal running around, and that's another bring it on, but. <laughs> Uh, this was back when number one hits only lasted two days, and so that's the way it was. But anyway, uh, if, if it's anywhere near the caliber of both, uh, speakers and experiences for young and old, for young and old, black and white, the whole spectrum, then it's it's a home run. And we have no reason to think it won't be. Uh, you, you said you brought everyone together and to either find out who's planning what, but then you have to have a whole discussion on the theme. And with all the competing interests in our country now, and and I, sh- I shot you both an email just where my head was and uh, just the things that are that I'm wrestling with, with economics, housing, voting, social justice, on and on and on, you came up with two very wonderful themes, and I'd like for you now to share those with our guests, with our with our listeners, uh, so that we can kind of begin the conversation on what to expect for Bloomington's and Indiana University's Black History Month. So again, I'll start with Gloria. Tell us the theme uh, that the university has embraced for this year, and what went into the development of that theme.
1: Yeah, so we um, are doing the Black Church, the celebration of the Black Church. And uh, the Neil Marshall team has really uh, pushed this because we, when we started talking about this over the summer, we just talked about all the great things that can happen. Of course, a lot of those things are not happening, but that's okay. Um, we still talked about how um, the church is a big part of our community. And especially now um, with the pandemic, how people are very um, limited in what they can do, but also there's you know, folks are really feeling a lot of sadness and pain and loss and trauma and all these different things. And we know that for Black folks, historically, the church has been one of those institutions that has um, fostered hope and faith in people, um, not all the time, but in, for and, and not for all Black people, but um, none, of, none of what I'm saying is absolute. But we do know that the church has um, historically been a big part of the lives of black folks, um, down to, you know, from educating them, like for a lot of people, education being uh like a formal education, not being able to go to schools, churches were started out as schools, um, or they were extensions of schools. And so um thinking about how we can infuse a lot of those like academic y educational components within a church type of theme um has been been really fun to think about. So Um, Our theme is is very, very much inspired by the fact that we feel like people can really be um, enlightened and get a little joy. This is not our theme is not is not a a way for us to try to convert people um, to any type of, you know, religious doctrine or anything. Um, It's more about um, I think when I describe it to folks, I talk about the aspects of the black church tradition, which some of those things translate no matter how you believe what you believe so things like faith hope togetherness community love like all those things that have been essentially um very important parts of the fabric of black life like for centuries um so we really hope to embody that with our theme. so our programs are really um celebrating and honoring and in some ways even interrogating um aspects of the black church um and how it has evolved over the years
0: And to my um, sort of kind of hopeful musing earlier, uh, it does address not only the religious piece, but education, awareness, raising, all that went on in the church, mobilizing went on in the church, advocacy definitely went on in the church. And uh, I'm not sure if the the listeners have been watching um, this series on um, uh, the killing of um, um, Emmett Till, I'm mine almost went blank, but how his mother sort of became all those things and just raised the awareness surrounding just brutality that was going on in the South and just riveting. But nevertheless, uh, uh, Chatoya, the city's theme and how you came to that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So the city's theme is actually off of the national Black History Month theme that we felt extremely appropriate. It is Black health and wellness. Um, This theme will obviously take a look at the Black contributors, scholars, medical practitioners in Western medicine, as well as talk about some of the things that the Black community has overcome in the medical field, as well as why we're currently wrapped up in this pandemic. Um, The great part about this theme is that we're going to be promoting a lot of health and wellness. The pandemic has taken a turn on any and everyone and is not exclusive just to minorities, but really promoting how do we we take care of ourselves better. Um, This allows us to put a focus on some of our local um, Black medical professionals, as well as some of our local Black business owners that, you know, focuses on hair, skin, body, and those types of aspects. And we're really excited to try to really hone in and grab these people by the roots because they're here and they're here to help and they're here to make situations better, which I think that our community right now, we need a, a large health and wellness piece um the fun part about this theme is that when people think about health health can come in many spectrums so for our kickoff that will be taking place on tuesday february 1st at far we're going to be focusing um with the wellness panel so we're going to be talking about mental health we're going to be talking about spiritual health we're going to be talking about physical health and how our community members can get in involved today um which is the best part about black history month is that we get to bring a lot of these things that already exist to the surface. And even though we're celebrating them, focusing on them in this one month, we're gonna to get to carry them on throughout the year. Um so Gloria made a good point about, you know, our collaborations and really having deep conversations. So I'm happy that theme is the black church, because like I said, this gives us a lot of variety to go to. So if you're wanting, because Gloria, go ahead and sign me up. I got a Kurt Franklin, Clark Sisters Day. I'm there. <laughs> <I need laughs> to DJ, I'm there. Um, but we're also, like I said, offering something different than we have in the past because of the pandemic, um, where we can put a little bit more emphasis and focus on certain aspects of a theme and really kind of just hit the nail pretty hard. It's like i said it's it's kind of right on time but that's what the, the city is doing and that's how we kind of came to that decision and that's how we're we're playing our cards at this point because as anyone knows things can change
0: <laughs> absolutely and yeah. if you've just uh, joined us uh, here on bring it on we're having a wonderful conversation with two individuals who represent many other individuals in the planning, coordination, and execution of Black History Month. Tonight we have Chatoya Moss, who's director of safe and civil cities for the City of Bloomington, and Gloria Howell, director of the No Marshall Black Culture Center, Culture Center on the Bloomington campus of Indiana University. Um Gloria, uh, you were about to make a comment on Chatoya's uh, remarks.
1: <laughs> yeah. The- no, i i, I appreciate uh, Shatoya bringing up the variety because I think um we kind of started something that was that I think people were very excited about and were getting used to when we collaborated in um twenty twenty one and um but I like how aspects of of the city's theme coincide with the neil marshall theme with 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 the spirituality piece and um, to Toya's point, like spiritual health is also a very important aspect of health and wellness and considering our students and um, we've had conversations about this before, I think even on Bring It On, Clarence, and we've talked about mental health and wellness with um, with students on campus and for a lot of students a a big part of that is their spiritual health and so I'm hoping that um, you know we can take aspects of that and infuse it in some of our programming and of course like we would always do we're promoting the city's events alongside them um, so that you know students can take take a part in those as well as our faculty staff alumni community can take part in those too so
0: well so one thing I, I just want to go back on, which I think is extremely important, Vitolia, I, I don't know if she was announcing this, but she was saying that um the Clark sisters and Kirk Franklin are gonna be a part of this. Or was this was that just hopeful I mean if
2: I can I mean, see um I'll speak. It. What you need me to
1: say? <laughs> I wish that was the case. <laughs> I wish that was the case that they were here in, in in you know live and in living color. Um we do have aspects of our events where we will get to highlight, you know, black music. We're having an event with the um archives of African American music and culture that will highlight, you know, black music across the years um now I don't know maybe Kirk and the Clark sisters plan on making a special appearance and if so I'm all for it um but I will we'll have to see what happens with that but wouldn't that be nice to have them as our special guests? but you never know I just feel like anything can happen with Black History Month
0: well um you know I I wish I had the red phone that I could just pick up and, and make that call but I don't but nevertheless, we're about to now begin to talk about the events for the entirety of the month of February from both the university's aspect and the cities that will um, that will minister and address your mind, body, and soul. So on that note, um, what's going on tomorrow, uh, February the 1st, uh, we have the, the opening kickoff, and um, when either of you ladies or both here to share with our listening audience what they can expect tomorrow on February the
2: 1st. Yeah, absolutely. But I believe, Gloria, your kickoff is prior, right? So yeah. Yes. You okay? We can start with Gloria so we can go in order. We don't want to confuse the audience. We want to make sure everybody <laughs> right. where supposed to be.
1: Yeah. We can do that. Um, the, the Neil Marshall um, kickoff is actually taking place on Sunday, January the 30th. Um, and that is Happening at three PM, it's a hybrid event to where we'll have the the program participants um, in the building, and everybody else can can join us virtually. But it's essentially a worship service. It's um, called hats and handkerchiefs, and we're calling it that for several reasons one because people like to dress up and we haven't got an opportunity to do that even if they're in the comfort of their home we're we're encouraging people to dress up in their sunday best like they're going to church it doesn't have to be a hat or a handkerchief but just a nice play on words whatever people deem is their sunday best they can wear um but we have a very nice program laid out that will include um Several ways to honor, again, the Black church tradition, both in the city of Bloomington and with the university. So from a university in, we will have a um, Voices of Hope reunion ensemble. And for folks who are familiar or not familiar, the the Voices of Hope is the gospel choir that actually started um, on the campus of Indiana University 50 years ago next year. Um, I had no idea that the that the choir was was had been around that long, but um I think it's very interesting that the formation of the choir very much aligns with the other black entities on campus. So the Neil Marshall um turned 50 in 2019, Triple ADS, the African American art of African American African Diaspora Studies Department is turning 51 this year. Um, and the African American Arts Institute will be 50 pretty soon. So all those things kind of line up. So we're excited to host Um, the Voices of Hope. We also have um, Dr. Raymond Wise, who will be bringing an inspirational message. So really excited about that. Um, Dr. Wise um, always has amazing joy and positivity to share with with folks. So um, we're excited to have him. And then finally, we're going to um, give tributes to the two historically Black churches in Bloomington, so Second Baptist and um, Bethel AME. We have a couple of their members that will speak to the history of those churches, but not just the history, um, but also how that they, they have connected to the Neil Marshall and to black students because we know that um for a long time, Black students couldn't, you know, they weren't supported at the university. And so the churches would feed students. They would, you know, pick them up and take them to Bible study. They would nurture them uh, both physically and like spiritually. Um, and of course, make sure they had something to eat. That's what Black folks, that's what we do. We make sure that people are fed. Um, so we're excited to recognize um, those two entities. And we will be recognizing the other churches in Bloomington throughout the month, um, throughout the month of February. So that's our kickoff celebration, January 30th, um, Sunday, January 30th, 3 o'clock p.m., and there's a live stream available.
0: All right. That sounds uh, as if uh, Kirk Franklin and the Clark sisters just might be there. or
1: <laughs> They might be. They might they, show up.
0: Or put it this way, individuals sounding better than, uh, oh oh <laughs> let me stop. Tatoya, the kickoff for the city of Bloomington, if you'll begin yes. to talk about that.
2: Yeah, so the kickoff will be tomorrow, Tuesday, February first, at the Far Center. Um, It will doors doors will open at five thirty. We will have a reception that will start at six, and then the program will start at six thirty. We will be doing a few of our. our our home things that we love to do uh, here at the city, just things that we're used to doing. So we're going to sing uh, the national anthem. We're going to have greetings from the city. We're going to, you know, learn about some Black History Month facts and then also pass out that ever important Black History Month calendar where we spend the greater part of the last two months uh, collecting all the great events that were um, going to be put on through other community uh, organizations as well as the city events so looking forward to getting giving that um, those things out also we're going to have a wonderful health panel so that's going to be moderated by Kendra Whiteside I'll keep the panelists a surprise because I want you all to go to the Bloomington um, dot, dot or excuse me Bloomington.gov oh excuse me and backslash bhm web page to see who else is going to be joining us also we do an awards presentation for our visionary leader award this award is presented to a person or persons who inspire others through their long-term vision for the betterment of the community in years past our first recipient was jennifer Crossley in 2020 it was donald and nicole griffin and in 2021 it was mr jim sims this year Again, it is a surprise. We want you to come. We want you to celebrate um, our visionary leaders of this community. But we're going to have some amazing food by a local Black caterer, Marisol's Kitchen. Um, Like I said, we're going to have some amazing local health professionals. So definitely come out for that. And we're also working with IU uh, Health to actually get a list of local Black healthcare professionals to pass out to the community so that that's going to be available. So just oh, a lot good, of fun and definitely setting the tone. Yeah. Going to have a good time.
0: Um, throughout the month, might we see some some free health screening sort of in the vein of a black uh, expo up in Indianapolis where they, they used to boast that on a couple Saturdays or Saturday and Sunday, you can get literally all the health checkups you need for free. And I, I'm not sure we're at that level, but it will be. Are we? Can we expect?
2: Absolutely. So we are definitely in the works to trying to make the health and wellness theme well rounded. So, like I mentioned yes. earlier, yes. some of those body wellness and you know just taking do really, doing really good self care, but also on the health aspect, especially like I said, looking at the pandemic, COVID or excuse me, the COVID pandemic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, We are working with IU Health as well as the local health department um, and getting COVID testing and boosters as well as uh, vaccinations for, you know, minority communities who still have not had the, either the time or the, you know, resources to get those. So that is definitely in the works. You can definitely look forward to seeing that closer to the end of the month, Um, working towards, you know, around the gala time. So February 26th is where a lot of that is going to be taking place, but we want to make sure that we're providing as much information. um, And still there is a lot of great resources in the community. If you are looking for particular COVID vaccinations um, or, testing sites. So definitely still use the city as a resource if you are needing that information prior to those events.
0: Okay. And um, just just curious, the for those people that really want to take part in this uh, wellness panel on the kickoff tomorrow, but the constraints of COVID, of course, are such that um, they may not be able to attend, what alternative, what can they do?
2: We'll be doing a live broadcast um, so there will be a link available on the Black History Month website where they can tune in by just clicking, and that will most likely promptly start around 6 30 when we actually start the programming.
0: Excellent, excellent. Okay, now let's go through the kickoff day, and let's describe week one for the month of February, and uh, Gloria, I'll come to you with A request of what does the lineup look like for the first week of February?
1: The first week of February. So we are hosting, I believe our first main activity actually starts um on the seventh. So okay. I'll I'll let Toya start if she with the first week because our our main things start right. that second week. Yeah so for the first
2: week for us like I said it's primarily that kickoff week. Um, so we will be you know talking about a lot of other community organizations events. Mm-hmm. So I will actually be going to A lot of other events, like I said, if you're looking at the city of Bloomington Black History Month calendar, um, we started off on that first, but then after that, the library have great programs. Um, There is a Black Voices exhibit that is happening at the Neil Marshall, which I believe still safety protocols in place, but that is something that you can do in your own time. So really just promoting what else is going on in the community. And I can go on to our second week if you like.
0: (laughs) Well, I will say that the Monroe County Public Library has been an exceptional partner, over the years and that they open up their facilities and, and there's so many good things that, that have gone on leading up to the month of February around uh, Dr. Martin King Junior Day, uh, starting with wonderful uh, presentations by local as well as um readers and of the community reading stories to children. So that first week, we'll see sort of a flavor of that throughout the week, and then leading into the second week?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Leading into the second week is extremely crucial for us. Um, We have an award through the Commission of Status of Black Males, which is the Outstanding Black Leaders of Tomorrow. So if you have not nominated... Someone in the community that is age 30 or under, or a high schooler for that award, please go do so right away. The deadline for that, as well as the Black History Month essay contest, is February 6, which is going to be that Sunday of that that second week, uh, starting out in February, um, and that's where we're going to be basically reading a lot of essays. So right now we have a ton of volunteers reading a lot of essays. And within that third week is when we'll be celebrating those students. And then during galas, we'll be celebrating both our Living Legend as well as our Outstanding Black Leaders of Tomorrow recipients.
0: And week two for uh, the Neil Marshall uh, at the Neil at the Marshall Black Culture Center. What does that look
1: like? Yeah, I wanted to, I did forget one thing from the first week. It's not necessarily our event, but we support it. Um, it's an annual event hosted by the Neil Marshall Library. It's called Black Lit. And that happens on Friday, February the 4th. So I did want to mention that um, that is going to happen at the Cook Center on campus. And so Black Lit is always a special event where you get to hear from both student and local um, community artists. Uh, usually there's poets and authors that share their work um, or any work that's uh like Black culture, Black history related. So that's a five thirty to free event that's happening um, at the Cook Center on campus. And then Toya mentioned um, exhibits, and there's a lot of a lot of things that are on display. A lot of um, really good artifacts that will be shared like across across the uh, the month. But I do know that starting that first week um, on February first, that there will be an exhibit um, in the. I believe it's going to be in City Hall. Shatoya, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's called Strong Joy by joy cooper um and it's a i think it's going to be a beautiful exhibit um that that i was hearing about but it's called strong joy and it i think it's got a beautiful concept behind it but that's going to be up all month um in this in the uh in the mm-hmm. city hall right yeah mm-hmm. in the city hall and Joy's an amazing um an amazing person all around and i think she's she's an artist um in her own right. And I think her art is something that's worth seeing and worth witnessing. Um, so I definitely encourage folks to check that out. Um, and so us for for the new marshall for that second week, um, on February the seventh, we're having a book discussion. Um, we have a book club series, if you will, that we're doing all semester. Um, and that we started started last academic year in light of covid because we know that students couldn't gather so we have this virtual book series and the black history month book um discussion will happen on monday february the 7th um at 6 p.m and that's virtual the information is on the website we're going to be discussing a book called the secret lives of church ladies um it's a very fascinating read um just very fascinating read. So I encourage folks to check it out. Um, uh, One of, actually a good friend of mine who is now a doctoral student at IU, Amber Lowe Woodford, Wood Fork. Um, Amber is actually um, a doctoral student in religious studies, amazing Black woman who um, is from Mississippi and does amazing, amazing work on Black religion. Um, and she's also a feminist, um, but she does really good work and she will be leading our discussion on that event. And then finally, for the Neil Marshall that week, um, actually, we have two more things that week. Um, February the 9th through the 11th, we'll be doing black faculty staff appreciation so we have our black president's cabinet um which is black students who are presidents of black orgs um leading that effort is going to be a virtual kind of social media situation where we're going to highlight some black faculty and staff both past and present um which i'm really excited about february the 11th we are excited to um two things on february 11th i keep my list gets longer and longer and i keep thinking that's 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 end. Um, But February the 11th, we have the African American Read-In, which is not our our event, but if you know anything about um, the Neil Marshall, you know that for years, um, I think particularly started by Dr. Um, Stephanie Power Carter was the African-American read-in hosted at the Neil Marshall. And so we're excited that that's coming back this year. Um, Julius Hanks, Dr. Julius Hanks in the School of Education um, and other faculty are leading that effort, but they will be in the Black Culture Center um, in the Grand Hall. And that event is for the high school students in the area um, from Bloomington High School, North and South. So they will be um, doing the read-in on February the 11th in the afternoon. And then also, um, on February the 11th is the, um, we ha- oh, that's our mixtape. So Kirk Franklin and, and the Clark sisters, um, that is happening. <laughs> that's happening on February the 11th, Friday, February the 11th. We're so excited about this. Another thing that we started during the pandemic is the virtual listening party, um, where we get on zoom and we just jam out to music. So this, um, this is a special edition of that. We're um, co-hosting this with the African archives of African-American music and culture. Um, So Dr. Tyron Cooper and his staff have put together a very cool program where they're going to show archives and artifacts of black, um, black music tradition. And then we will get to listen to music and learn about the artists, Um, everybody from, you know, Thomas Dorsey, all the way down to, you know, the most recent of recent, like, I don't know, Jonathan McReynolds or, you know, all the, just everybody in between. So we're excited about that event. It will be virtual seven o'clock PM and there's a link available.
0: Oh, um, so for those of you who think that gospel music has gone too far, you can go to this event and get your suspicions confirmed. All right, so
1: let's
0: go back to the secret lives of church ladies. I, I you said that my ears have perked up Give us a little taste of that particular session, because I don't know if that sort of coincides with if men knew what women really wanted or what, but give us a little bit of the secret lives. Now, now we all know that women, Black women in the Black church have been the backbone of so many different things in the church. I, you know, as a brother, it's hard to own up and say that, but as, you know, one who has been in ministry, yes, it is true that the women do carry an inordinate amount of the load but the secret lives tell me give me a snippet of what people can is it is it women only first of all is it women only sisters only
1: oh not at all this is open to anyone the yeah it's open it's open to anyone and the book um it's actually written by Deisha phil y'all she's a, a brilliant black woman um okay writer and um she has really does really good work but the book itself i really like it kind of goes back to where i mentioned earlier about the black church like we're celebrating and we're honoring the black church but we're also interrogating and challenging some of the things um mm. that we might have grown up you know and if you grew up in the black church are some things that you, you know that you just didn't talk about you didn't think about um and so i really like this book because I think it grapples with those things that, that we don't like to talk about um, if we're in a church setting, but they're all very right. relevant to the church setting. And so right, right. Um, so the book is it's not a linear book. It's basically a book that's made up of short stories about these different church ladies and their experiences with how they're grappling with certain issues, whether it be family um Sex, like all these different things, so um, I think it's going to be a really good read. And if you, I've read the book, um, and it was, I, it was really good. It was a really good book. So I think the discussion is going to be even better.
0: Okay, um, and Shatoya, we're, we're, we're coming your way next, but I just have one quick follow up. Do you know her? You know the author personally?
1: No, I don't. I just feel like okay, I because I was going to
0: see if you could help us get her on in the month of March, which is Women's History, yeah, National History
1: Month, yeah. I will, yeah. She's, I mean, she's good people from what I like. I said, she's like my friend in my head. I follow her on Instagram. Um, okay. but I, but she actually did like a, a visiting residency at my alma mater, the University of Mississippi. And okay. so I'm, I was thinking about contacting her to see if she could do like a, you know, hello, sure. thank you for reading my book type of thing. So I'll, yeah. I'll work on that, Clarence. I, okay. I'll add it All to right. my to do.
0: All right. So Toya, uh, uh, Gloria's given us a lengthy rundown of what to expect in week two and three, uh, moving forward through the month of February. And if you could likewise share with us what we can expect uh, uh, from the city of Bloomington.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, the city, we love to support others' events. Um, we are graciously hosting um, the Black Democratic Caucus Presents the State on the Black Community event uh, once again this year. Uh, Their lineup, they have an amazing lineup uh, for a panel, Valerie Grimm, Kim Morris-Newsom, Kevin Jenkins, and Ashley Perani. Of course, they'll be talking about systematic culture and race, structural discrimination, um, education and limits, as well as housing. So that is going to be an extreme talk that I wouldn't want anyone to miss out on, and that will be done virtual uh, via Zoom on February 15th, starting, I believe, at 6. But double-check the calendar. I could be wrong. (laughs) Um, and then of course we will have our essay contest reception so again highlighting all of those students who worked really hard to put forth essays we are gracious enough to be able to celebrate um, nine different students because we award three students respectively every in every grade level so the first place winners will receive a brand new ipad thanks to IU credit union and then our second and third place winners respectively will um, receive $100 and $75, thanks to two organizations: um, Southern Star 50 and the Eastern Star uh, Lodge 54. Glad I remember those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all of those events are just like I said, gearing up to get us down to that that final city event, which will be the Black History Month Gala, which will be in that fourth week. Uh, but I can hold on for details. For that, um, but yeah, that's kind of what's going on. And of course, like I said, other events. Definitely pay attention to what's happening throughout the week. Um, you'll definitely see me at a lot of virtual events. Um, you will definitely see me at that February 11th mixtape event Gloria just talked about. Because again, I love me some gospel music. <laughs> and like you said, we're we're here to spread variety and have a good time.
0: All right, um, uh, Clark Sister songs have been going through my mind ever since she said that, and. Uh... No, Twinkie might just show up. You never know.
2: And hey, you know what? I'll take a Twinkie. You never I'll take a Twinkie know. You never know.
0: <laughs> so. Uh,
2: it's my plan in vain. Well, Come on, there you go. There you go. <laughs>
0: um, and and I tell you, well, again, marrying the two, church and health and wellness, you know, again, your mind, body and soul will be uplifted through the month of February. Uh, and I used to joke around and, so, and others did, too, that it was the shortest month of the year. And here it is, Black History Month. But Carter G. Woodson, in that introduction I gave earlier, he was instrumental in choosing the month because two presidents who were extremely um, important to the cause, to to really helping Blacks enjoy freedom, um, he wanted to celebrate in a special way. So February was chosen. And it wasn't by an act of Congress give them the smallest month i mean people have joked about that for years but uh and we've already decided that black history month is 365 or 366 days a year so on that note well, let's go into the third and fourth month of february and Chitone, you have that wonderful smile on your face so well, we'll start with you
2: okay <laughs> So basically what I've been uh, leading up to is the Black History Month Gala. Uh, This has been an event that's kind of been touch and go, because obviously, like I said, we don't know what the numbers. um, But ultimately, um, the city and the Black History Month committee, we care about the community safety. Um, So the decision has been to make the gala hybrid again this year um, and hybrid in a sense where, um, the commu- or the ticket holders for GALA will still be able to pick up their meal. Um, what I'm really excited about is the GALA gift this year. We are focusing on Black business owners and Black health and wellness, and we're going to give out a Black health and wellness box, so I'm really super excited about that. But they'll be able to come pick up uh, their meal and then tune in to GALA later on that evening in the comfort of their own home. And we're going to be giving a lot of different options for them to, a- to be able to enjoy GALA this year. Um, also with that, because like I said, it is hybrid. Um, I'm happy that we're going to also be doing kind of a mix you asked earlier about a COVID clinic or something. We will be trying to incorporate that the same day as gala. So the venue mm-hmm. space, which would will be Woolery Mill, is what we had planned to use the in-person gala. We will actually be doing testing there, and that is just open to all of the community members. So we're working on getting that solidified. We're working on making sure that we have something that people can take with them. Um, as you know, the Black community is a community that least sees uh, medical care. Um, Professionals. And we just want to make that a little bit more easy for them. Also, accessibility and have people there wanting and willing to help. Right. percent free. Um, so... That's that's kind of my biggest feel on Gala. If you haven't bought your tickets yet, buy your tickets. It's going to be a good time. We definitely, like I said, highlight a lot of our uh, own Black community members. Um, The Gala ticket prices will be posted. Uh, Like I said, we'll have a different of various prices, um, just depending on what you want. If it is just that Black History Month link in your meal, that's awesome. But you can have a lot of different uh, variations. And that's what we're really trying to push this year because we Like Gloria said, we did a really great job last year. Now we're just trying to up it. So this year you can download the Black History Month app so that way your calendar is right at your fingertips. We're trying to put together the Black History Month store so you can have your own merchandise and swag, you know, your Black History Month mask and water bottle and really promote and celebrate. And like I said, this gala piece, still gonna be virtual, but we're working towards making it in person. So baby steps at a time. So this year we're doing hybrid and that is the way that we're gonna be pushing it, but it's still gonna be a really great time. So if you still need your vaccine, your um, COVID vaccine, come see us. If you want to get that booster, come see us. If you need to get tested, come see us. We're definitely you know, going to have information on the website. So if anything changes, that's where you can check back at. But other than that, it's still going to be a good time. Celebrating Black History Month even after. <laughs> you
0: mentioned uh, the creation of gift bags. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you are reaching out to Black business owners. Yes. Might that list also include black entrepreneurs, black professionals.
2: Yeah, so we're um, actually, oh excuse me, we're trying um, to put together two lists. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we're really wanting to highlight and celebrate some of our own local Black health professionals. Um, that is a high need that you know a lot of Black community members want to have a health professional that looks like them. So we're uh, working to put together that list and make it available, but as well as highlight some of these Black business owners that work in the realms of health and wellness. So those are the things that you'll see in your health and wellness box. Uh, like I said, we're really trying to stay local there might be a few national goodies in there. Um, I'm not going to say, cause I want people to get their ticket and see what's in their box. <laughs> but right. um, we definitely are, like I said, being very intentional on how we celebrate both Black History Month nationally, right. as well as right here in our own community. So definitely look out for all the details. Uh, we're putting out contact information. So that way, if you really like the product, you can reach out to um the entrepreneur, the vendor, the black business owner, whomever, um, and definitely continue to support them. Like I said, beyond Black History Month, that is the that's the goal of the box. So I'm going to start calling it the Beyond Black History Month block box.
0: <laughs> so, so if if you're a health professional uh, who is um, black or or Hispanic or whatever, if you would like to support this, how might that individual entrepreneur or professional reach back to you is there a Black History Month email or how can they get back in touch?
2: Yeah so my email address is available on the Black History Month website but my email address also is moss with three s's m-o-s-s-s at bloomington.in.gov. They can reach me through email any time of the day um, and we'll be happy to add them to the listserv. We'll be happy to add them to the Black History Month webpage. Uh, We definitely want to also support our Black medical health professionals, because that's the way they end up staying in the community is that they get supported. So we want to, you know, again, get make sure Black History Month fulfills its purpose. We want to see people. We want to help people. We want to celebrate people um, on, on all spectrum. So yes, contact me.
0: <laughs> all right. So not lost on us was another reference to the Clark family, Maddie Moss Clark.
2: Yes. Heard it
0: here first. I'm bringing it on. Now we're gonna move on. We have just a few more <laughs> minutes left. We have a few more minutes left. Uh one thing I've not heard of, uh heard yet is the the black knowledge bowl.
1: Oh yes, the black knowledge bowl. Yeah, I mean that's that's
0: that's you talk about family feud <laughs> being entertaining, but the black knowledge bowl is you gotta bring it.
1: You do, you got to bring it. That is a signature Neil Marshall event. And I'm really excited about that because um, we were unable to host it um, last year or I think 20, no, 2020 was the last time we hosted it. Um, and so really want to bring that back because of how how meaningful it is to um, the community. And uh, we're actually excited that our, That we're hosting the knowledge bowl first of all on February the sixteenth, and that is going to be at six thirty, I believe. We're trying to navigate how we can do this hybrid. Um, We're so excited because this year our um, Neil Marshall Leadership Academy, the Keith Parker class of the Neil Marshall Leadership Academy, is. Hosting the event, so they're planning everything, and this is a good leadership opportunity for them, so they're hosting and they're putting the event together. One of the special parts of the event um as I mentioned earlier, this is a a d uh, s African american African Diaspora cities um fifty plus one anniversary, and they're doing some special things throughout the semester so um one of the things we're working on it's it's in the works, but i'm gonna you heard it here first is that what we're saying you heard it here first um we're trying to get um an interview with Dr. Portia Maltzby who um, was the faculty member who actually started the Knowledge Bowl in 1981 and so our hope is to recreate some of the things that she did with the Knowledge Bowl we know that it's evolved um, over the years but Dr. Maltzby has been incredibly supportive of the Neil Marshall um, and to me personally just as a scholar Um, and I know that she can she started out when we were Supposed to host before she gave me some contacts, some great people to talk to who were participants in the very first knowledge bowl um which started um with with african american African diaspora studies at the time I think it was black studies or afro afro and african american it wasn't african american African diaspora studies we know that um but Dr. Malsby has been very um helpful in that, so our hope is to have a student. Have a conversation with her, and that we're able to play snippets of the conversation um, during the knowledge bowl, or even have that just in our archives to share on, you know, on our website later on. But we're really excited about bringing the the comp- the competition back and having students be excited about participating. So that's February the sixteenth, and we're hoping that folks can join us um, virtually for that. But uh, we will we're trying to get the hybrid stuff worked out. So we're really excited about the black knowledge bowl this year
0: now now if i can provide a little bit of history i went to the first black knowledge bowl in 81 and you talk about contentious you know bragging rights for an entire year so this um, is
1: really good to know clarence
0: yeah yeah uh, you you know fraternities sororities were one aspect and then we had the black student unions that got involved mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was on. Uh, And then, you know, no one wanted to be embarrassed by missing something like, uh, who's a father of Black History Month? Uh, You know, Carter G. Woodson. So it it was, you can go down in flames or you could ascend to glory, whatever, but uh, total bragging rights. But nevertheless, uh, that sounds like a tremendous lineup. We have actually about four minutes left and we haven't, covered everything, so I'd like to, uh, as we sort of land this conversation, uh, Shatoya, what have we not yet heard? What is important to share with the public? Here's the platform, and go ahead and take it away.
2: Thank you. Um, What you haven't heard is me actually talk about some of the topics for Black History Month, we have to get back down to the root and the why of Black History Month, because sometimes these things are just not talked about, uh, especially in schools or at home. Um, So some of the topics we are covering, like I said, those Black scholars, those medical practitioners, um, those who have made strides in the medical field. Henrietta Lacks, for instance, is basically the reason why we have vaccines today. Um, And I think this is very important education and information and knowledge for not only the youth in our community, but the adults as well. So you will see um, snippets of that during the kickoff. I'm going to be showing it as well through the Black History Month Gala virtual event, um, just so that way people are aware, like, hey, you know, the Black community has done amazing, you know, with all the adversity that has has taken place. We have still overcome and conquered and made some amazing strides within Western medicine, Um, And just going back, right back to, again, the variety and the combination is when Gloria is talking about the Black church, a lot of these things came out of Black churches. A lot of these things were supported by Black churches. So it's all full circle. It's all connected. Um, I'm going to always encourage people to continue to go back to the Black History Month websites, whether it's IUs or the cities, because things, like I said, are ever-changing. Definitely stay updated about what's going on. Uh, The numbers will change in our communities. We all want everyone to be safe. Uh, I will emphasize safety. I will emphasize wearing a mask. Well, at any event, whether it's the city or other, uh, because we want you to continue to be able to celebrate Black History Month and not be out uh, missing it. Because you're going to miss some really good stuff. It's it's basically what I'm saying here. You're going to miss some really great stuff. But that's my plug is continue to check the website, continue to self-educate, continue to talk about it. Even if you don't go to an event, go tell your friend to go to the event because <laughs> mm-hmm. you're, you're going to always learn something. You're going to meet someone new, which is super important while in times of being separate. But I'm going to encourage the community just to try to get out there and however you choose to get out there, virtual, hybrid, or in person.
0: And, and if I can add this, this one thing, these, these events, uh, 99% the content matter is family friendly so you can bring your children Um, And they need to learn about their heroes and chiros. So this is an excellent opportunity to get your children involved and engaged, young minds with questions. uh, Here's an excellent time to expose them and uh, just watch them light up and maybe walk a little taller and hold their head a little higher
1: after experiencing this.
0: Okay, Gloria, uh, you have about 90 seconds.
1: Please, please, please support all of these amazing, amazing events, both with the city and with um, Indiana University. We made a very tough decision earlier um, from our end at the Neil Marshall earlier this year when the semester first started to do the majority of our events virtual and or hybrid, um, just because we want to, you know, we, we see what's happened um, with COVID numbers, but we're making some adjustments because we do think you know, we're hopeful, right? And that's what our, our theme is about. We're hopeful. Um, and I think that even just the, the theme that the city has is going to hopefully encourage folks and mobilize folks around doing what we need to do to be safe um, and well and stay whole. So I, I think that both sets of activities hosted by both the city and the university, both of them um, reflect this level and ethic of care within our community that we need to take care of ourselves and each other um in a holistic way and so i think that all of our events reflect that as chatoya mentioned about the city um our events are ever changing as well you just never know what what will happen um not just from a logistics standpoint but also something might be added to the calendar um i have a list of things that other campus partners are hosting the african american arts institute has some really good things happening in terms of releasing videos and performances and things like that so just be on the lookout um our local churches are doing some things to kind of partner with us as well all of these things are on our website blackculture.iu.edu and you there's emails there's a calendar there's um all types of information, and also follow us on Instagram at NMBCC underscore IU and Facebook Neil Marshall Black Culture Center. So we're excited for the month.
0: Ladies, thank you. We are out of time. Uh, we do want to thank our guests, Shatoya Moss, Director of Safe and Civil Cities for the City of Bloomington, and Gloria Howell, Director of the New Marshall Black Culture Center on the Bloomington campus of Indiana University, for providing a wonderful overview of the Black History Month festivities that begin tomorrow. Bring It On has an open submission policy, so if you have an idea for this program, let's hear it. Send an email to our volunteer staff. We want to make sure we share everything and anything affecting the African-American community within our listening audience in Bloomington and beyond. The email address is bringiton at wfhb.org. And then also our show's executive producer is yours truly, Clarence Boone. Our assistant producer is William Ozea. Our consultant and WFHB News Department director is Kate Young. Our program engineer is Chantal Lafontant. Our original theme music was created by Jamil Lefiam with additional background tracks by David Baker. Be sure to tune in next Monday at 6 p.m. for another edition of Bring It On and be sure to get out and enjoy Black History Month beginning um, on Sunday, uh, January the 30th, but officially kicking off for the city of Bloomington on tomorrow february the 1st and you've been listening to your community radio station wfhb
1: you've been listening to bring it on a volunteer powered production of community radio wfhb in bloomington indiana